Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Backpack Podcast brought to you by the Center for Talent Development. I'm your host, Andrew Bauer. This podcast is dedicated to the research, suggestions, and stories from the people who've helped shape the field of gifted education. With that said, this podcast is a component of our online community, CTD Backpack. Our community is a space where parents are able to collaborate and share personal questions, suggestions, and stories related to their experiences raising academically gifted students. And Backpack for Students is a place where students are able to collaborate with a worldwide network of fellow gifted students. It provides opportunities to work on activities and earn digital badges and video chat in a monthly call with an expert in the field of science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. If you are not currently a member of CTD Backpack and would like to join, go to CTD's homepage at ctd.northwestern.edu to find out more information, or you can click on the link provided in the description of this podcast episode. As a parent, you are your child's best advocate. You know your child's strengths, their challenges, and have been there every step of the path advocating for their needs. And while parent advocacy starts off being very personal and organic, parents have found ways to grow and amplify their advocacy to make a larger impact. Today we're going to hear from one parent who started off by creating a personal website with bookmark resources for their family and friends to go on to create one of the most widely recognizable all things gifted websites on the web. Carolyn Kay is the founder and director of Hoagie's Gifted Education page. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I, I like being here. I'd love to talk to the people about what I do. Okay, Carolyn, can you just give us a little bit of context to your story. How did you go from being a software engineer to go on to create Hoagie's gifted education page? The beginning was very simple. Um, We had accidentally uh, put our eldest child in a daycare situation where we accidentally threw her in a cluster of six exceptionally or profoundly gifted kids. And we had no idea what that was, what it meant, or that we'd done it, uh, nor did any of the other parents. Uh, we just happened to pick a daycare where the the leaders uh, felt comfortable and the, the situation felt comfortable, and it was halfway between home and work. And um, so she did very well there. Um, they did have to invent a new room between infant and toddler because our six supposedly infants were literally running over the babies. And so they invented a new room, took our favorite teacher, and these six kids were in a room together for about five or six months until they were old enough to go into toddlers. Um, They'd been toddling for a very long time by then, about nine months, most of them. And uh, so everything went really well for us through the childcare years. And um, we, she, um, the, the school closed at the time she was going into pre-K, so we put her in another school with several of the other kids, and so she ended up in a class where she was one of uh, eight or nine kids, and she didn't fit, and so the, um, the gist of the story was she, our daughter told us, Mom, you need to talk to the director of the preschool tomorrow, and we said, why? And she said, just talk to her. So we talked to the teachers first and we found out the reason we needed to talk to her was because both the kindergarten and the pre-K teachers had decided since these kids were together for recess and lunch and a large portion of the day um, that this young, our young lady fit much better in the kindergarten class and everybody was on board with it. 
our daughter, the teachers, except the director. And my job as assigned by my daughter was to go talk the director into it because she very much wanted to be in that class where they actually got to learn things. And as an aside, when the uh, pre-K teachers were talking to us, or maybe it was the kindergarten teacher, she said, um, oh, by the way, academics won't be an issue. That was the understatement of our lives. It was a phenomenal experience for her. And um, when she left the preschool and went to uh, the public school the next year, she went into first grade. Okay, great. Well, no, they wanted her to repeat kindergarten and they had us attend a class and, and observe to prove she belonged in kindergarten. So we were suddenly advocates pushed into the role back in preschool by our daughter. And then here, basically by our daughter and that first grade teacher who really didn't want her in the classroom and didn't feel she belonged in the classroom. So now we're advocates. Surprise. We had found an <laughs> online group. Thankfully, there was a, a group at that point that had just migrated from AOL and became a mailing list. And we got involved with that group. Somebody recommended us for it. And, um, started learning about gifted kids, about levels of giftedness, about academic acceleration. I guess we probably joined the group somewhere in late kindergarten. And we learned as much as we could. We read every book we could find, um, went to the bookstore, and, and there was one book, the Ellen Winter book on the gifted child. Um, we went to online uh, as best we could. At, but mind you, this is before Yahoo search, way before Google search, and we found what we could. Um, and I found a few things. And back then, in the dark ages of the World Wide Web, when you saved a bookmark, it saved, as it does today, the title and the name of the page. But back then, nobody knew to put the title or name of the page in the code for the website. So mostly it saved blank lines. So I created this page for myself. Um, Right at the same time, I was asked to create a class on building websites now for work. Now, mind you, I'd never built a website, but they did this to me a lot. Okay, we need a class on X. Go do X and make a class on it. Okay, fine. So we need a class on writing web pages. Okay, no problem. Never written one. Guess I ought to do that. So I went home and at home at night wrote myself a web page. And it was one page and it was just annotated links, just a little bit about what I liked about each of these pages, along with the title of the page and the author. And I put it up as my personal home page when my computer browser opened. And um, it was great. It was that way for about three months. And I showed it to a friend on that mailing list I mentioned. And she got all excited and she said, you've got to share this with everybody. So it was under my ID, but it was public. I, I shared it on that mailing list and everybody went nuts. So that happened on March 17th, 20 years ago. Um, and the story of Hoagie's Gifted has been growing ever since then. You had just mentioned that um, your own personal parent advocacy is wrapped up in the first iteration of the website. At what point did you know that this little website you were starting for your family was going to go on to be something bigger than you first intended? Well, 
when I showed it to that mailing list, people got all excited about it. So I knew right then that there was more need. Um, back then, the only way to find stored links was, well, at least for gifted, was a website called Eskimo.com, which was a website full of collections of links. And somebody had put up a couple of pages of collections of gifted links. You know, it was really hard to find anything a second time or even find all four pages a second time um, on Eskimo. And nothing was annotated and most of the page titles were blank. So I created mine for myself, but when we, as soon as people saw it, they were excited about it. So it started as one page and then I got too much. At this point, I was learning all about acceleration. And you can really follow the development of Hoagie's page through the development of our family. The first thing we encountered and the need for was acceleration and levels of giftedness. So several of the first separate pages on Hoagies when I divided it from that one page into multiples were pages on acceleration and levels of giftedness. And throughout the development of Hoagies, um, you can see, even though I was doing it within a short time for more than just me, um, you can see where my family's journeys continued because for example, when we started uh, getting involved in the talent searches, there was a page on talent search that included of course, CTD, uh, CTY, which is the one we live in and uh, TIP from Duke. And um, then as we went forward, you can see where all the pages were added as we learned things about our both our kids and continued this uh, kind of amazing journey with them. It started as one page. Now over 1,150 pages. I think we're approaching 1,200. Wow. So it, it was step by step, one thing at a time as I needed them. And then later as my friends and the the community uh, needed them. You are going to be celebrating your 20th anniversary in a few weeks at Hoagie's Gifted Education page. Uh, did you think 20 years ago when you started bookmarking your favorite gifted websites as a parent that it would turn into something like this? Not at all. In fact, 20 years ago, I would have told you I wouldn't be involved with educational advocacy at all in 20 years because my kids would be out of school. But they are out of school. Um, but at the same time, they are um, continue to be my uh, my muse and and continue my interest. Um, and I suspect from watching my friends who, honestly, I may have started writing it down, but I didn't create that initial need or the initial um, value of all this parent advocacy. I, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. I'm standing on the shoulders of those parents who came and did this before me without having access to any internet resources and who then got on the mailing list and got on the social groups and shared with me their valuable information and insights. Um, and now I've got a daughter who's uh, gone into learning and she's actually, um, she's collecting graduate degrees right now, but she is learning about learning and learning about how she can make things better uh, for all learners, in particular gifted learners. Why do you think it's so important that parents of gifted students have this uh, community or a sense of community around them? Well, community is important for a lot of reasons. Uh, the basic reason, the most uh, initial reason for everybody is um, our kids seem isolated. They seem alone. We seem, feel isolated and alone because our experiences are not what other parents are experiencing. And so community is important first and foremost for our kids to know that they're not alone, to know that they're not the brightest bulb in the pack. 
back and and they everything doesn't always come easy those are lessons you need to learn early or you're going to learn them very hard um, and then at the same time my experience was no matter what our background is and our resources are available we can get together we can talk about what's going on with our kids that we're not alone what has worked for other parents what has worked for other teachers and administrators and what we can do to make gifted education better for our students as well as education for all students because honestly if you're educating the gifted children in a good way you tend to be educating all the children in a good way it's not just about the gifted kids and that community really allows us to share that with each other and to to be able to uh, grow from it and the last question and i know you must get this a lot but i have to ask why is the website named hoagies I, I had started the website for myself. I had shared it with this mailing list and it was very popular amongst the gifted parents there, uh, 100, 200 parents. Um, and they were sharing it with their friends. And I was really worried that it might come back to our school. So uh, in order to be anonymous, we decided to use my husband's uh, high school nickname because we were nicknamed the Hoagies, the family, but only people who went to college with us knew it. Very limited set of people knew that. Well, that is all the questions that we have, but I want to thank you for not only being our guest, uh, but for turning your own personal parent advocacy into a platform for parents to collaborate and connect. Um, so thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Andrew, for bringing me here. Well, that is it for this episode of the Backpack Podcast. I want to thank Carolyn Kay from Hoagie's Gifted Education page for being our guest and the Center for Talent Development for helping us put this on. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud to catch up on old episodes and new ones. For more information and learn how you can become a member of CTD Backpack, our online community for gifted students and their families, go to ctd.northwestern.edu or click on the CTD Backpack link on the description of this podcast episode. As always, thanks for listening.